Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. Another day up in St. Joseph on Wednesday as the Chiefs held another padded practice. After practice was over, we got to speak to defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo for the first time. Also tight end Travis Kelsey, defensive end Taco Charlton, and kicker Harrison Butker. So we'll go in that order. We'll go Spagnolo and Kelsey, take the quick break, and get the other two guys, but let's start with the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo. Nice cool tent, huh? Yeah. Actually, it's the weather's pretty good. We've been pretty fortunate, right? Good to see everybody, or at least most of everybody still got the mask. All right, I don't, I'm not really, uh, as Dolan, I don't usually say too much at the beginning. I'm pleased with the work. I'm glad we're here. It's great to be, uh, I'm like Andy, I like to be away at training camp, so um, we're in our element which is great. So with that, I'll open it up. Hey, Coach, you have, you have said during OTAs, I remember I asked you how excited you were to get Bolton and Willie Gay out here, yeah. and you, you expressed some enthusiasm for that to happen. Two days now with pads on and obviously with Willie suffering a concussion, but besides that, yeah. where is your enthusiasm now since you've seen them out here? Yeah, listen, I'm excited about all the guys. You know, I don't like to point out two. I know their names come up a lot because they're both young, and Nick we just got this year, but... I will say this, both of those guys work, work as hard as anybody else on the defense. So real pleased, real pleased. What about Devin Key? What are you seeing out of him? I tell you what, Devin Key is, uh, I think, Brett Veach and his guys did an excellent job identifying him. He's an undrafted free agent. Uh, but we, I think he's an instinctive guy. Uh, he, he's in tune to everything. We got him playing a couple of spots just to find out what he's all about. And uh, really impressed right now. We'll see what he does in the game. We preface all these comments, right, by the fact that we can't do anything live, really, and it's not a game. But right now, I think he's doing a nice job. The cornerback position, you can move with Darius around from the slot to the outside. Yeah. How do you feel just about the group in general and the way that the guys are able to About the whole group? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, that's a challenging thing that uh, I sat with Jarius, what he's doing, to play inside most downs, and all of a sudden, when we change the package, he's outside. But he's handled it real, real well. If you guys remember last year, he was outside at the beginning, he got hurt, we brought him back, we wanted to get the best 11. That was hard, learning nickel in the middle, but he's doing an excellent job. The whole group, obviously, is led by Tyron, and he keeps those guys together. I, I really like watching the guys that haven't been here before, Mike, and I know uh, DeAndre Baker's been here, but he hasn't been out there a lot because of the injury. So it's all coming together, it's gonna take a while, we're early in the process, but happy with the way those guys are working. Talking, you're talking about Chris Jones and trying to figure out maybe what the best way to use him. Yeah. Did we learn anything through 
Yeah, I mean, I, listen, we're going to try to one. <laughs> when we think or know they're going to run it, we're going to try to have the most stout guys out there we can. That doesn't always work out that way. But Chris is going to have to play multiple spots. This is the way it is. Uh, we have that. You know, Turk's going to have to do the same. Mike Dana's probably going to have to do the same thing. So the more flexi flexible we can be, especially with big guys, uh, the better off we'll be. Now, our, our defense has quite a bit of volume, and so there's a challenge in learning two spots. But... I think Chris has handled it pretty well to this point. It seems like you've been uh, switching the end position for Clark and sometimes on the right and then what are you looking for? Well, yeah, not real new. Um, some packages will have that, you know, and some won't. Uh, it, it just depends on what I call what we're looking to get. Um, and it's really dictated by what the offense brings out. How fair is it to say that that outside position across from Lure and the nickel between and it like yeah. It's, it's a, probably a good way to say it right now. And it is good competition right now. Now, DeAndre wasn't out there today, but um, all three of those guys are working hard. Rashad takes on the added responsibility of having to play some nickel. Uh, the other two guys stay out there the whole time. But uh, pleased right now with those, those two guys. Steve, how, do you, how do you challenge Tyron Matthew this year? Uh, given how much success he's had in the last two years with you, how do you keep pushing him forward? Yeah, he's, re he's really not that easy to, I mean, it's not that hard to challenge because he wants a challenge. Like, he embraces a challenge. I mean, you know, I might send him a video of himself and say, what do you think he, I try to challenge him with what he's seeing. Um, those those kind of guys, those elite, you know, he's one of those elite players. Um, in a lot of ways, they challenge themselves. They find things to do out there. I mean, I, sometimes I swear you'd have to ask him if he does this, but sometimes I swear to God he waits a little bit, lets the receiver beat him, and then plays catch up because that's challenging for him. Um, I think those guys challenge themselves really good. Steve, for, for a guy like Nick Bolton, how difficult is it for a rookie in his position to grasp the playbook enough to where you trust him enough to put him on the field? Yeah. Real difficult. I think uh, Matt House and Alex, Coach Flagels here, I think those guys are doing a terrific job with him. He's another guy, um, young guy, right? First year in the system, and he's playing more than one, multiple, multiple, multiple spots. But he's doing a really good job. Sometimes when that happens, their, their feet, you know, you get the brain cluttered, right? It ties up their feet a little bit. He doesn't seem to do that. He doesn't know everything mentally right now, but he's, he's still making a lot of plays up there. So that part's good. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, listen, the D line is the hardest one for me because of the, the way we practice, right? All teams have to do that. Now, now today, uh, we get after it a little bit. I haven't seen the film. But listen, in, in all defenses, you know, ours included, it all begins up front. I think the, the more solid you can be up there, the more depth you can be there, the better off you're going to be as a defense, I think. Uh, Coach Reed says it all the time. It's about the bigs, and it'll be about the bigs there. I'm, I'm glad we got the guys we got, Jay Reed, the whole crew. Um, they're working. I need to watch the film again. There's some things I weren't real happy about, so I'm hesitating here. You know, but I'll, I'll know when I watch the tape. You know, a number of guys have come in and said that, boy, we're at the stuff. We're going to be able to do a lot of things. Will you look different to, to, to the idiots like us in the media when we see you during the season? Do you feel officially? You're not giving yourself enough credit, number one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that it'll I, – I don't think it's going to look any different. Um, we're hoping that the little tweaks that we have will make a difference because there's some areas we need to get better in and – 
That's what we're hoping for. But the, what, the, listen, to their credit, to the players' credit, there is a little bit more volume, but you do that when you have guys returning, and, and I think that helps us be a better defense. Andy, as, a, as an offensive guy, coach quarterbacks, is not concerned about interceptions, but you as a defensive guy, especially when your linebackers are making plays, how big is that just for you, for the individual player, but also just setting a tone this time of year that your defense is doing? Yeah, I, listen, a turnover, we all know about the turnover stats and how they relate to, relate to winning in this, in this league. And if we can create those, we'll be a better football team. I think a turnover, now we're competing against our offense, but a turnover gets everybody fired. Right? Maybe not the guys in the red jerseys right now, but as far as the team goes. So when that happens, you know, I'm, I'm as pumped up as everybody. It's, we're competing. You know, they like it when they get a touch. Here's the only thing that, that strikes me intriguing here with the fans. I hear loud roars when they complete a pass. They're not quite as loud when we <laughs> pick the ball off or when we they incomplete it. Or, uh, that's just me. See, following up on the entire magic point where you said you kind of maybe like base uh, no, that's very rare. You don't get a lot of guys like him. Um, but I tell you what it does. Because he's like that and embraces it, I, you see that the other guys around him who might not normally have taken on the mental part of it, chin to the hairline, I see more guys doing that. That's a huge help. Players tend to respond a little bit better to players than they necessarily do to some old guy telling him what to do. With Willie Gay, are you seeing maybe the, the benefit that he would have had from the offseason work last year? No, no question. Yeah. That day, the OTAs in the offseason for Willie was huge. Um, I'm hoping, you know, going through this whole process, we can get back to normal football, normal offseason, and he can even grow better. But I love his energy. I mean, you guys see him and talk to him. He's, he loves ball. That's a good thing. Good place to start. Okay. He's good. Thanks. Coach, I got one more question. Yeah. We get to talk with Charlotte Harris early, and I know he, had a, he was having a pretty good year last year before the injury. How confident are you that he can step right in based on his health? And yeah. You tackle you're talking talk. about, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We, it hurt that we lost. Anytime you lose edge rushes, that sets you back a little bit. The guys that stepped in there, I thought, did a nice job. But and he's working through it. You know, we got some guys with some injuries last year that it doesn't just run back out there and you're back to square one again. So I think he's fighting through that. We'll see where he gets to. We're, we're glad we got him. Good? Uh, they're waiting on me. Appreciate you. There's been a lot of talk about Noah Gray. Uh, what's he brought to the room? Rightfully and, so, man. And do you, do you embrace uh, being a mentor to a kid like that, to, to your position? Can you maybe talk a little bit about your relationship with him? Oh, yeah. He's he's going to help us this year, man. I can't wait to to till the world sees what that guy can do, man. He's doing an unbelievable job of just, you know, learning this offense. There's so much you have to do in this offense as a tight end, and especially the move guy, not just the Y tight end, but being the U. And um, your, your knowledge has to, you have to be understanding what everybody's capable of doing, the running backs, the wide receivers, uh, the fullbacks, and uh, not only that, but know the tight end position. I think uh, what Noah's doing a great job of is just getting in that playbook and being able to go out there on the snap of the ball, play with confidence, play fast. And uh, from there, it's just every rep. Every rep you get, you learn something. Um, and you can watch other guys and, and figure out you know, how you want to attack certain defenses with those reps. And um, I think he's doing a great job of just you know, going to work here in training camp and, and trying to become uh, the best football player you can be, man. Travis, I know you're a guy that wants to get better every year. Is there something specific that, that you're identifying during the offseason or training camp or whatever that you're really trying to hone in on? Um, 
this year specific, I mean, I, I, the run game, I always have to get better in the run game, be more accountable in the run game um, for guys like Clyde and, and Dirty and um, even Jet, on the number one, baby. Jet's out there flying around. He looks good running and uh, guys quick. So I just, I don't know, just um, little things like always just being accountable. You can always find voids uh, versus certain types of defenses. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing is just getting on the same page as the quarterbacks and making sure that everybody is understanding of what we're trying to get done. And, um, and if something, you know, needs to get tweaked, talk about it and, and communicate about it. But other than that, man, I'm just trying to be accountable. As the offense changes, uh, new things are going to be presented, and you've got to be, uh, you got to be ready for all of it. Travis, do you have any thoughts one way or the other on the 17-game schedule? I mean, I wasn't for it, but I can see, um, I can see that uh, – that it's happening. So, I mean, heck, we got it's happening. So, I'm rolling with it. I'm not trying to think anything of it. Um, I don't think it really switches up anybody's mentality. I think, you know, you just add that extra game to the season. And, uh, and you, at that point in the season, you just have a routine going already that's already set in place. And you just, I know Coach Reed is a, is a great leader, so he'll take care of us and make sure that we're not only ready for the game physically, but ready for the game mentally. Have you talked to him maybe about? Lightening your load on a weekly basis nah, a little nah, bit? No, I actually asked him if I could get more reps. <laughs> Just, uh, I, I need to get better, so I'm, I got to get more reps out here, man. I'm already three days behind because uh, my back tightened up on me, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a couple days behind, and I got to get got to get my reps in, man. You, you mean, you're ready for the game mentally and physically. You guys have had two long seasons. I know a lot of guys talked about, hey, this off year maybe it was a little bit more time with family or uh, travel, meditation, you know, Pilates, yoga, whatever it is. Anything that you did this offseason to kind of just recharge mentally and get away from the game? Um, nothing that I typically wouldn't do. Uh, I mean, getting around, visiting family in the offseason, visiting friends, uh, going to events, things like that is kind of just who I always have been and who I am. Um, I'm a traveler. I love to go places, see new things. So I think uh, all that kind of, you know, stepping away from it, it was always that little, uh, I don't know, that little voice in my head telling me that i got to get – I got to get to work knowing what happened last year, and I got to figure out a way to so I don't ever put myself in that situation again. But um, other than that, man, it was uh, it was a very similar offseason to, to everything that I've had. But um, you know, ready now more than ever, man. Travis, you mentioned you weren't for the 17 game season. Why weren't you for that proposal? I mean, I don't know. It just kind of uh, it throws an extra game at, at guys trying to get ready for the playoffs. Um, that's really it. I mean, heck, I, th I thought the 16-game season was good enough, but uh, if the guys are okay with playing one more, want to throw another one on there. I'll roll the ball out and anywhere you want, man. The parking lot, you name it. Trap, we know uh, Andy really likes putting multiple tight ends at once out there. You talked about Noah. Uh, what does Noah's addition and the re-addition of Blake Bell maybe mean for that set that he likes to roll out? The Bell dozer, baby. Man, it's, uh, it's good to have him back in the building. Um, just a guy that, that loves to play football, loves to come into the office and, and get after it. Um, and then the tight end room, having another vet in that room uh, to bounce ideas off of, to hear what he has to say on a lot of different things. Um, so we're just nonstop learning in there. And it helps the, the younger guys like Noah and, and Jody, uh, Evan. And then, you know, I mean, you throw in Kai's a guy that was there all year last year, uh, being a stable for us at the Y. And I mean, it's just um, right now we have a great room. And we're, we're definitely going to make it tough on Coach Reed and Brett Beach to just single it, single it down to a few guys, man, because uh, everybody's out there playing fast, playing aggressive, and playing great football. How was your back feeling? 
How's your back gone? Oh, we're rolling, baby. I don't know if you saw me out there, but I'm rolling. <laughs> you mentioned that tight end room, and you mentioned Jody Fortune, but you've been around him now. I think it was in your third camp with him. Yes. Well, what is the biggest thing, the biggest jump you've seen out of him? Um, I think uh, I think now that he's in the tight end room, uh, he, he's starting to find a, a more of an understanding of the all-around game. Uh, at wide out, it was it was kind of just making sure he knew the plays and his splits. Um, I think now, being in his third year in this offense, he understands all those things uh, just like the back of his hand. And now he can actually think and, and react to, to what the defense is doing, knowing his job. Um, and then you put him at the tight end position. He's a big physical guy, one of the most explosive guys on this team. Um, very strong. And uh, it's, it's, it's been awesome to see him transition in the tight end room because right now he's running with you. He's playing real well. Trevor, you mentioned McColl, and, and it does seem like he might be taking a step. What have you seen um, attention to detail, and not to say that he didn't have that before, but I mean, as you get older, uh, you can see guys focus on certain things, react quicker to certain things, um, and, and, and that, that comes with a lot of film study, comes with a lot of reps. Uh, I was talking earlier about Noah Gray getting the reps. Um, it comes with reps. Reps, to, reps help you understand and feel confident in what you're doing as you're running routes, as you're, as you're seeing things develop in the blocking game. And, uh, and that's McColl, man. McColl running so dang on fast out there, man. Those little things that can help him get open uh, even more are, are really going to help this football team. Charles, i got to ask you about the mustache, man. What's going on with the team? What's going on there? I mean, mustache Mondays, baby. I'm just, you know, we, uh, we started it up. I shot a text to a few guys. Told Dieter, you know, we were doing it. Dieter got on board. He made sure he let it, let everybody know. We talked to the old line. Got a few guys on the line to, to jump in with us. We even got Andy Reid to jump in with us. And it was, uh, we kind of didn't give him an ultimatum. He, uh, he, he usually doesn't jump in on things like that. But this time, Mustache Mondays is all about him. Who's got the best one? I think Coach Reid takes it, man. He's, he's had that thing sitting there for about a good 40 years now. I don't even know. I got to ask him, when's the last time he shaved that sucker? The only picture I can find is him at BYU without one. And now he look, kind of looks like Chris Farley, R.I.P. You're, you're a fashion icon in Kansas City, so a lot of guys will start with a standalone mustache and maybe some girls too. I don't know, but who knows? Will this make it out of training camp? Is this just a training camp, or is this going to make it to the regular season? That's a good question, man. I got to ask Kayla. I got to ask my my lady. I don't know. I'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what she says. She can't do one too. She huh? did. She she's not a fan of it right now. But sometimes, you know, not everybody likes something new. You know, you got to get used to it. So we'll see. I'll probably. Probably stick it out another week. <laughs> oh no. We'll see. We'll see. Camps are grind. How beneficial are things like that to us teammates uh, finding fun, like harder things to do, like the mustaches? I mean, just little stuff like that. It keeps training camp fun, like you said, and it just, you know, it uh, it builds chemistry. It gets guys, you know, rally together for whatever reason, have some fun, go out there get fired up for a Monday after a Sunday off. And you know, it's just, it's little stuff that, like that that uh, kind of gets you through the dog days of training camp. And um, you know, who, know, who knows what, uh, what this team can be, right? So right now we just take every single day to, to, to bond a connection with each other so that we can, we can give ourselves the best chance to play for each other when it comes Sundays, man. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Neil and then Sam. There was a time in this camp, you well know, that you guys would dominate the defense. They were run, running, trying to get better, but the offense dominated. What are you seeing from this camp, from this group you're playing against? I mean, it's been going back and forth from us and the defense. Uh, I think yesterday, uh, the first day of pads, the defense definitely got us. Um, I know I've been getting locked up by Dan Sorensen and, and a couple other guys on a few plays, and it's just, um, that's how you get better. That's how you get better. You, you, you find ways 
to, to beat a guy, even though they've seen this play a hundred times and they know it's coming, you got to find a way to win your matchup. Uh, when in the run game, they know it's run. Let's go ahead and still find a way to win, and and that's how you get better as a football team is is uh, is just attacking each other every single day. And um, we had a couple new guys kind of open their eyes after that first day of pads. Like this is this is this is this is every day we do this three more days, and it's just like yeah, this is Coach Reed's training camp, man. You know, it's still within the rules. Uh, of the CBA and the, and, and the NFLPA and all that stuff. Like, this is this is how we work and this is how we get better. And uh, if you look at the track record, man, I, I don't think we've had a single losing season since I've been here. And we, we missed every year. We've been here, been in the playoffs every year but one. Um, in the past couple of years, uh, we've really rallied the troops to be able to finish strong and, and, and get ourselves to the Super Bowl. So it's just, you know, it's a it's a mentality. It's a mentality, and we take great pride in in all the work that we had that we put together. And sure enough, it, it typically starts right here in St. Joe. Travis, another non-must-ask question, but um, Noah Gray seems to have a little bit of an element in his game where he's able to see the opening maybe before it's there or find yeah. where the opening. You've always had that. I'm wondering, did that come natural to you? Is that something you really have to teach yourself? Um, and it, as simple as as just understanding the game. Uh, Understanding what the defense is presenting, um, when you understand the, the voids and the zones that they're in, you understand where where to go and where to be and, and and when to be there. And I think Noah has a great feel for that. It's something that you you can try and teach, but you you really got to get somebody that's confident in their ability to go out there and do it right. And that's what Noah brings to the table is his confidence and his ability to be there and account and his accountability in that aspect. And um, yeah, I think uh, I think he played a little quarterback in high school, like he said. Uh, so I mean, anytime anytime you're back there and you're reading defenses, you start to feel where you want guys to go, right? And um, you know, I was a quarterback; I wasn't very good, but I understood where I wanted guys to be versus certain coverages while while I was back there. And I think that's naturally just made me more comfortable in and when I see a, a, a certain defense where I need to be and, and, and how you know how I can make it easier on the quarterback to get there. Okay, thanks Nicole. Miss Karen, you want to close this out? Yeah, close this out. The core of your offense has been together for a while now, but you have a whole new offensive line basically. So are we gonna see something maybe just a little bit different this year with the offense? Like you guys a step even more than you've been, but this offensive line coming together you know, to do some things that you haven't been able to do in the past? I'll tell you what, we, uh, this offense has been growing and growing and growing since I've been here. And uh, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. We have great players. We have very smart players, which you need to have to expand the offense. Um, and then on top of that, we have high caliber players, guys that can make plays in just about any position on the field. Uh, so I think this year you're going to see uh, a lot of fast wide receivers getting open. You're going to see a lot of tight ends finding voids, and uh, you're going to see a lot of running backs getting the getting the handoffs and getting a lot of yards. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. You Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. 
The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Just heard from Steve Spagnolo and Travis Kelsey, and now we continue on with Taco Charlton, followed by Harrison Butker. Here's Taco. Taco, you feel like you're all the way back to 100% from the ankle injury? How do you feel out there now that you're testing? Uh, as it's good days, as it's bad days. You know, some days I feel great. I feel like my old self. But then, you know, some days after, you know, banging around, going like that, I may come back and it's a little sore. It's a little, hurt me a little bit. So as it's good days and bad days, but I try to push through it. Like, you know, I'm just happy to be out there and be able to do something. Uh, after, you know, having the season over like that in the blink of an eye for me was, was, was tough. So, you know, just I'm happy to get a chance to be out here with my teammates and, and be in a position to, you know, help them win games in the future. What did you do to deal with that period? Because you were actually having a pretty good season to that point before the ankle injury. Like, yeah. You mentioned it was tough. How did you deal with that mentally to, to and, you know, shift the focus to rehabbing? That yeah, it was, it was tough, uh, especially, you know, to see my team out there and they, you know, they going through games, going through the playoffs and, you know, I came here because I wanted to be a part of that and, you know, be a part of that, you know, that history. And uh, so it, it kind of, you know, that, that part hurt me, but I was also happy to, you know, to see them winning games and to see that too. So it was a catch-22, happy, but also hurt that I couldn't be a part of their success. But, um like I said, it was just a transition of mindset, just that same hunger I was going out to the field. I just transitioned to rehab to try to get myself back to where I was and back to where I, how I was playing before the, you know, before the injury. Taco, we know what happened with uh, the Cowboys stuff, but has it felt like a, a fresh start for you? Like the past year's been like. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I love my brothers that's still over there, but you know, uh, you know, you know, certain things that work out. You know how how I plan them to or wanted them to, and you know. But um, I'm happy to be here, happy to be with this team, and happy to have you know a coach staff that love coaching me and that love pushing me and love you know making me wanted, wanted me to be a better player, the, the best player possible. So I love having that and playing for Coach Spags and, and BD has all been great. What do you think? Been, uh, uh, why do you think the scheme has been a, a fit for you uh, here and such and such? Um, I think, like I said, it's just coaching. You know, they just had that faith in me. They want to push me. They want to see me. They want to see me win. Want to see me succeed. And, you know, uh, it's time you know, they pulled me to the side and they get a chance to just talk to me one on one about different things. So just having that uh, that feel when a coach has your back is definitely a, a plus. And then just that comfortability going into year two in the same scheme and uh, you know uh, go, having a whole off season basically to really break down the mental because I can't really do much physical. I just try to you know focus more on the mental aspect of what I could do and uh, try to push that along. What are you learning under Chris Jones and Frank Clark and just getting those middle reps while you watch them? Oh uh, yeah, I mean they're both different players. Uh, you know how you know Chris Moore. You know he's big, strong. You know, uh, but you know still twitchy for how big he is. And then you know Frank got that speed and and, and Ben. So you can kind of transition off of you know pick and choose what I like about both players and what I can you know put in my game. Uh, I'm a little bit different than both just because you know I'm taller, but you know lankier or whatever it may be. So. But I, I choose, pick and choose what I can take from their game and add it to my game to make me a better player. Uh, they're both great players at watch and great players that, you know, to have in front of me to, you know, basically keep an eye on and, and see what they do to make them uh, such, succeed in such a way. Taco, with the, with the ability to have training camp this year compared to last year, are there new things that you're trying right now or are you trying to get back to what you worked through in the past before obviously the injury? 
Um, obviously, you know, I'm still trying to shake off a little rust, you know, from the injury just because I haven't played a one-on-one football and pads in over almost a year. So, you know, just checking off that rust, actually going against another person and pads and getting back to where I was and then going from that to try new things. And because, and, you know, I watched film of a lot of guys, you know, I was hurt of their pass rush moves and I was watching a lot of football. So that's what I chose to do. And I got to pick up on different different moves, different techniques that a lot of guys do to help them succeed. So now, you know, once I, you know, try stuff out there to see what works, see what, what doesn't, and, you know, try to put stuff in my game, you know, going through training camp. Taco, how would you describe this defense? You know, there's a lot of flexibility, a lot of versatility. Guys are going to be moving around. But when you look at what this defense is supposed to do this year, how would you describe it? I, I, I believe a lot of guys are hungry. Uh, they got a you know, point to prove, uh, you know, uh, I believe it, the, the bond we have as a, as a unit is great, and I feel like that camaraderie is what's going to help us succeed. A lot of guys, you know, we have a lot of moving pieces where guys can play one position or, you know, another position where and no matter, you know, who's in, who's out, the, the next guy can pick up and keep on going and keep pushing this team and help us succeed. I believe it's, it's great to have, um, you know, another starting four basically behind us, the, the starting four who can come in and keep the, keep the pressure on the, on the offense. So I, th- I believe it's great. I was going to ask you, Taco, when you watch those guys last year, who jumped out to you in terms of taking something from them? Um, it's a lot of great guys. I mean, you look at uh, uh, from Edge Rush, you got the, the Miles Garrett. Um, you know, TJ did a great job last year with leading the league in 15. Um, so it, it's definitely, I mean, you look at the guys even at Tampa. I mean, I know it was going against, but JPP and, and Shaq Baird are great edge rushers with the way they can move their feet, use their hands. So, like I said, I'm a, I'm a person, I, like, I love the, the art of pass rushing, so I like to pick up on guys, see what they do, no matter what team they play for, and, and see what, you know, what I can put in my game and, and, and keep pushing that along also. What's you been like going up against uh, Orlando Brown and trying to get a chance to, to go up against him so far? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. It's been good work, you know, getting used to him. He sets a little bit different than, uh, you know, the guys behind him or whatever so you know just getting used to him and getting used to other guys is definitely a little difference uh but uh like i said i like it you know it pushes my game pushes me to you know to come back stronger you know watch film a little bit and see what he does and and pick up off that so you know i love going against the best guys you know coming to the league going against the front four i was going against was tiring and all them that's what i love about that was it pushed me to, to get better it pushed me to also you know push my game to a whole nother level so i love that aspect of it you resigned with the chiefs early during free agency during mm-hmm. this offseason why was it important for you to come back here when you probably got other choices as well? I wanted to finish what I started. Uh, I, I feel like uh, I got off to a good start, and, I, and I, you know, I wanted to help this team do some things, and injury took that away from me. So I wanted to come back and finish what, what I initially started, what I initially wanted to do was you know, to help this team and help this defense out. And, uh, and I believe, like I said, me coming off injury and fighting to get back, and that's why I, that's why I you know, plan to do. You talked about good days and bad, and I know during rehab there's always a lot of tough days. What is it that you did to just try to keep your spirits high, you know, to keep your mind clear and keep yourself positive in those moments? Uh, you know, it's a good thing to have a good supporting cast from family to friends. You know, uh, I believe in God also. So just having that, you know, praying on it and stuff like that, it just, I knew, like I said, it, it comes with rehab. You had them good days out here. You had a good days, bad days. You know, the ankle feels great. I feel like my old self and other days, it's a little sticky. You wake up in the morning, it's kind of, you know, a little achy. But um, just knowing, like, it's, it's, you're going to have them days. But just keep, I'm going to keep out here, just keep working, keep pushing through it. And like I said, I just love the fact, been, getting football taken away, just getting been out here, been able to run with the guys. I just love that feeling and being able to go out here and really be able to work again. So I enjoy that more than anything. And then just like I said, just you know, try to push myself to get get back there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Harrison, you've been a couple days to work. Where do you feel like your range is right now and at this stage of Um, I'd say, you know, today I thought it was about 58 for a normal swing, and yesterday, you know, about 60 or so. And there hasn't been much wind. Uh, one thing I've been working on is more just hitting a straight, consistent ball. Uh, you know, last year I thought I was able to crush the balls. I was hitting a tad lower, slow rotating balls, and definitely this offseason it was more of an emphasis for me to just hit consistently. So being able to hit those longer kicks was not a point of emphasis, but that is something I'm slowly working on just for training camp. I definitely have the strength in my legs. It's just maybe having like a, a second kick, you know, where the ball is going to come out a little bit lower and I can get a little bit more distance. And, where and where did you work with this offseason? Uh, just myself. I was going to facilities to work out. So, you know, the Coach Rubin and Coach Rubes and his strength staff did a great job and then just kicking on high school fields wherever I can. To you, how much of your job is really the mental part, the mindset part, and what is it that you do off the field to work on that, to kind of keep your mind straight and clear? So much of kicking is, is mindset. I always say that there's a lot of kickers sitting on the couch that are better ball strikers than me, that are physically better kickers. But for whatever reason, mentally, they weren't able to put it together. So you could have a guy that's not in the league come out here and kick on the sticks against me and probably do a pretty good job. But if you're not able to put it together in those big pressure moments, then you're probably not going to make it at the highest level playing in the NFL. For me, visualization is huge. Just going to the spot, imagining, OK, the wind's going this direction. How would I want the holder to hold it? Where would I be aiming? Um, making sure that my, my breathing is slowed down. Kind of all those things that I guess are separate from the physical realm. But you know, as you kind of alluded to, you know, mentally, um, the better you are, you're going to separate yourself as a kicker. And I think that's why a lot of teams trust those veteran kickers that maybe don't have the leg strength, but in big moments when it, they really need a, a field goal, they can count on that kicker to deliver. You know, under a big pressure moment. How much did you lean, lean on that last year when you missed a few extra points? Yeah, it's huge. You know, um, you know, some kickers can't bounce back. Some kickers kind of keep missing, and then finally they're able to bounce back. But that is kind of what separates kickers. Are they able to get it fixed? Are they able to move on? Or does it kind of stay in the back of their, their head and kind of go with them their entire career? But you have to have a short memory as a kicker and move on and just trust your swing and prepare as best you can. Whatever happens, it happens. You got to accept it and move on. What are you seeing in terms of a positive difference in year two with Tommy and just how he's maybe going through this, having a normal offseason to work with you? Yeah, um, you know, I think he's definitely developed a lot from last year to this year. He's matured a lot. That's just kind of what happens the longer you're in the league. You, uh, you mature, and I think mentally you get stronger every season. We were able to get some good time together this offseason. I think. He really trusts his ability um, to do punting, holding, whatever else he needs to do. And I think I've also taken more ownership to, to basically say, if, if the ball's on the ground, i got to make it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's on me, whether it's a make or a miss. And I've, I've kind of taken more ownership of that, and I think it's made me a, a lot better of a place kicker. Harrison, uh, you talked about a kicker needing a short memory. But what about when it's the other way around? Like, you know, it's just the end of that game in L.A. early last year, when you, when you have a, a game like that. How, how long does that stick with you? When you, when you do some things that really boost your confidence? Yeah, I definitely thought it stuck with me a little too long. You know, even a great game
focus on the next game and forget about it. I think it was Giannis that had a quote just talking about, you know, if you perform, you know, to the best of your ability, you do all these great things, you can almost guarantee the next practice is going to be awful. You know, so it's just trying to stay humble and recognizing you're a human, you're going to be able to make mistakes, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, but not letting either one affect you. So I think if I could go back to that L.A. game, you know, move on pretty fast, forget about it, and, you know, go to the next game, next kick. How difficult was that stretch? I mean, you're making the long ones. You missed a couple extra points. How did you deal with that? Did you grow as a, as a player during that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I was probably listening too much to what other people thought about, thought about me, probably. And I, I knew what I needed to correct. I knew what I needed to do. And then I just blocked out all the distractions and worked my butt off. And you kick the ball. If it goes in, it's great. If it doesn't, you got to move on as well. And um, so I think I probably just was caring a little bit too much. You got to fix what you can. And then mentally, you got to be in a good space to be able to make that kick and not let the last one affect you. You work with a kid, the Blue Valley kicker, and you looked out and kicked at Blue Valley North. Have you met some of the high school kids and got to know the kickers and the players in the region? Yeah, some of them definitely. I've kicked with, you know, Jacobs, uh, Kansas, the uh, starting kicker for uh, University of Kansas. I was kicking with a high school guy going to Kansas State to be a combo guy. I probably kicked the most with Charlie Weinrich. He's a top kicker in the country now. He's a junior, just got an offer from Kansas. So, you know, Charlie's been a great, a great kid to kick with. He's kind of actually pushed me. Obviously, I'm a better kicker than him right now. Uh, but we're able to kind of talk about different ideas and, and work together. Unfortunately, I'm not able to use the Chiefs facilities to kick. So I'm going to high school fields. And you finally, I guess you kind of run into different high school kickers. And if you click, you click. And you keep working together. Harrison, is there anything different when you know there's a 17 game for kickers versus the normal 16? As you guys will hope, there's going to be at least 20 games for you guys. Uh, I don't know how the years have gone in previous years. The way I look at that is we have one less preseason game. And as a kicker, if you're the only kicker on the roster, a preseason game is like a regular season game. So now I'm going to get paid like a regular season game, you know, instead of a <laughs> training camp check. So I'm all for that. Again, if you're the only kicker, preseason game, you got all the starters kind of chilling for the whole second half, but you still have to be locked in, dialed in for that whole three-hour uh, game. So I'd much rather have another regular season game and one less preseason game. A couple more. You guys have had a couple of long seasons, and some of the guys even talked about how this year, you know, maybe it was yoga, maybe it was meditation, travel, spending more time with your family. Anything that you did to just kind of recharge and to take your mind off everything? Um, no, I think all those stuffs are good. I mean, having a prayer life is big. Um, getting away from the game, you know, I, I tried to just, I put in my time at the facilities, and then when that was over, even listening to talk show, football talk, or whatever, just get away from the game, and I think it allowed me to be more energized when I was at the facilities instead of almost being burnt out just thinking about football 24-7. So for me to, you know, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whenever I got home, able to detach, just hang out with my wife and my kids and enjoy that time together. And um, you've got to take advantage of that time off. And you can't just have football in the back of your mind because then I think you're going to – it's just going to be too much for you and um, it's going to crush you in the end. So sometimes you think, well, I can, I can think more, I can do more, and that's going to help me be a better player. But sometimes the less you do can actually help you. Um, and that's kind of what I, I learned. Less is more sometimes. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you.